The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.com. Welcome in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint with the Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. I'm J.P. Plant. Happy Thursday. Glad to have you with us as we welcome you in getting Close to the end of the week, and uh, Mo, it's uh, another beautiful day as you have a beautiful view from your seat, a little different than normal, as uh, our buddy Chris is, of course, dealing with uh, pertinent family matters that would be growing their family by one um, today. So uh, thinking about uh, Chris and uh, his lovely wife, Sarah, and uh, the birth of their first uh, coming up today. So um, uh, I'm sure he's probably listening, Mo, and uh, we send our thoughts and wishes um, with them. But uh, first of all, uh, if I've learned anything on this show, is to make sure to ask you, Mo, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, you you pretty much covered everything. <laughs> we're, we're, we're riding one shore today. Um Hoping everything goes well for both Chris and Sarah and Charlie today. Um, if if you've listened at all here over the last, what, five months now, you know that Chris and Sarah are expecting their first. And today apparently is the day. We got a, um, a text from Chris just a little bit ago that um, Sarah's water broke at five yeah. this morning. So, um we are just waiting, I think was the phrase. Yeah, Sarah's water broke at five this morning, so we are just waiting. So There you go. It's it's a waiting game. It's a waiting game. Yeah. Um so uh so you're stuck with me and Mo today, and that's quite all right. We um we did not come empty handed as uh, coming up later this hour, Darren joins with uh, Williamson County, uh the uh, Williamson County Schools, uh, their athletic director. A lot going on in that uh, eleven AAA district of basketball. Hour two, uh, Joe Rex Road uh, with the athletic will join us. Talk a little Vandy UT that played uh, last night and other, I'm sure, SEC and top sports topics. Um, Al Clark uh, as well, WZYX, uh, will be joining us later this hour. Huntland, big district championship with the girls last night. Um, so uh, he'll talk about that and, and other things going on down in Franklin County and around that area as uh, we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Welcome in our friends, WZYX. But, Mo, you've got some headlines, uh, some top stories uh, you want to touch on before we uh, move forward on this Thursday. I do. You know, there's a lot of high school stuff going on, obviously, with um, with postseason play in basketball and state wrestling tournaments going on this week. But um, some news broke yesterday that might be of interest to our Franklin County listeners, actually, in that former Rebel, um, former University of Tennessee linebacker and six-year NFL veteran Tracy Hayworth um, was fired, apparently, as 
football coach at Grundy County after three years. Um, the website tnhighschoolfootball.com reported this. Have not seen it anywhere else, but um, there are quotes attributed to the Grundy County principal that Tracy Hayworth has been dismissed after three years, over which he went 3-27, and 27, won his debut in 2018, then went through a 23-game losing streak, um, including an 0-10 season in 2019. Um, Grundy County went 2-8 and this past year. And, you know, it's it's been a tough place to have success. When he was hired back in 2018, he was the eighth coach in that program in this millennium. So... A lot of coaches. That's a, that's a lot of a coaches lot of in a relatively short period of time at the high school level, and so they have struggled quite a bit. and And this is of some interest here locally from the from the standpoint that with the reclassification that will begin this fall, Grundy County will be in Region Four Three A along with Cannon County, Community, Sequatchie County, and Giles County. So Giles County, which had been playing into Nashville here over this last classification period, will instead go southeast, basically. Yeah, um, you know, when when the classifications changed a few years ago, uh, Giles County decided to stay with the smaller classification. The down, you know, the positive, obviously, um, they're one of the larger three A schools. But the downside is the travel within your own uh, region. And uh, they had the Nashville schools for, I guess, the last four years, and now it's um, it's just all over the place. Yeah, and, you know, they kind of faced the same situation that, you know, we've talked about Henry County and different schools like that just being kind of an anomaly in their size that they are like the only school in their size, of their size, for an extended geographic reach. And so... It, it's just kind of awkward, the leagues that they find themselves in. Like you said, um, for the past little bit, they've played into Nashville with Whites Creek and Pearl Cone and, and East Nashville and Stratford, and now they are going in. You know, if you if you put these locations on a map, it'd really be kind of shocking what the distances are and, and the travel and that kind of thing. You know, there's no easy way to get from Pulaski to Dunlap. <laughs> no, so no. It's um, it's going to make things interesting for the Bobcats, but when they get to Grundy County, they will be facing a new coach. So, and and I would imagine when we speak with Al later on in this hour, he'll have some, some insight on that as well. So looking forward to that. Um, Staying on the high school level just a second, I was um, checking Facebook and Twitter as as we are wont to do. Want to do? That's right. And the name, if you if you are familiar with high school football in the southeastern United States, you are probably familiar with the name Rush Probst. And if you're familiar with the name, then you're not surprised to hear that he's in trouble again. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the current Valdosta, Georgia coach is involved in a lawsuit, not directly naming him, but in a deposition that's part of a lawsuit that's being brought by his predecessor, who's suing for wrongful termination, 
clearing the decks for Probst. The football program's booster club director has alleged Probst's misuse of funds, his direction to pay for rent, to raise money to pay rent for a pair of high-profile quarterback transfers on this year's roster, um, and interfering in a coaching search. So, you know, again, anybody that's familiar with Probst from from Hoover High School and the five state championships he won in Alabama in nine years there and his appearance on MTV's, I guess, kind of earthbreaking at that time documentary or series, yeah. Two a Days. Um, this this isn't a great shock. He when he when he left Hoover, he wound up at Coquit, uh, Coquit County, over in Georgia, and was dismissed two years ago following an in, an investigation that showed he had violated the code of ethics for educators for legal compliance, conduct with students, honesty, and public funds and property, including giving pills to students on more than one occasion, oh boy. and owing nearly $450,000 in delinquent <laughs> federal and state taxes. So, you know, he hits all the high notes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, uh, go ahead and uh, no, check no, them all off. No sense in doing it halfway. Yeah, that's right. So um, this this will be interesting. There's an article on AL.com if you want to check further into that. But those are just um, a couple of high schoolish pieces of news that, that I'll kind of be keeping an eye on, and maybe you should too. So, again, um, plenty of basketball to get to. Um, we'll be talking more about some local outcomes from last night here in a bit. Uh, again, a lot of um, wrestling going on yesterday. The state wrestling tournament began down in Chattanooga with the Class AAA state tournament. Continues today with the Division Two and the Girls State Tournament and wraps up tomorrow with the Class AAA State Tournament. And so, a lot to get to, and we can start with the rundown. This is the Rundown. In girls' action from last night in the District A AAA semifinals, it was Tullahoma... 48, Lawrence County 35, and Columbia Central fell at Coffee County 74-23. As JP mentioned, the 8A championship game last night, Huntland defeated Eagleville 74-50. In the consolations, it was Moore County 64, Fayetteville 54. In District 9A, Houston County won the championship with a 56-48 win over Joe Burns and McEwen defeated East Robertson 61-50, I'm sorry, 61-32 in the consolations. Uh, still in girls' action, 10A championship game, Richland over Hampshire 55-38. Consolation game, it was Kolioka 51, Santa Fe 29. 11 AAA championship game, Page, big winners over Brentwood 66-48. And the consolation goes to Summit as the, the Lady Spartans over Spring Hill 60 to 45. 11 AA Girls Championship Creekwood over East Hickman 60 35. And the consolation, it was Fairview 45, Stewart County 43. In District 12 AA Girls, Nolansville won the championship with a 47 33 win over Forest. Community placed third with a 62 39 win over Giles County in the consolation game. In boys' action last night, 
Coffee County defeated Lincoln County 53-51 in the semifinals. They will host Tullahoma, a 66-63 winner in a semifinal game at Columbia Central. And 9A Boys Championship, Joe Burns over Houston County, 68-41. Consolation, it was McEwen by three over East Robertson, 43-40. to 11 AAA Boys Championship, Franklin, the Admirals uh, are your district champs, 59-53 over Ravenwood. And the consolation goes to Britwood, 55-44 over Page. In the Class AAA State Wrestling Tournament down at the Chattanooga Convention Center, Fairview placed third in the team competition. Pitching forwards won at Signal Mountain, finished second. 145-pound senior Riley Bennett won his weight class for the Yellow Jackets. He was one of 15 medalists from Williamson County representing Fairview and Nolansville. In junior college baseball action yesterday, Motlow State and Columbia State split a doubleheader at Dave Hall Field. Motlow won the opener 10-8. The Chargers won the second game 12-1 in five innings. And in junior college softball at Eddie Campbell Field, the Lady Chargers swept the Lady Bucks. That's for you, Chris. Um, (laughs) Columbia State won in 14-6 and in walk-off fashion 8-7 in that second game. Well, I just play one when you can play two. Uh, Thursday schedule in boys basketball, 8A. Championship game tonight, Fayetteville and Eagleville. Consolation will feature Moore County and Cascade. 11 AA boys action tonight. Championship game between Fairview and Creekwood. The Consolation will feature Camden at Stewart County. And 12 AA boys championship, Murfreesboro Central at Community. And the Consolation will feature Forest at Marshall County. As we said, the girls' state wrestling tournament and the Division II state wrestling tournament started about an hour and a half ago at the Chattanooga Convention Center. Um, Summit has 103-pound senior Nevaeh Brinson going, and Independence has a trio of Riley Lent at 103, Bailey Peterson at 125, and Brooklyn Long at 140. Good luck to those four competitors. Also, in junior college basketball tonight, Columbia State hosts Dyersburg State in a doubleheader at the web. The women start at 5.30 with the men to follow at approximately 7.30. And that is your Runda. All right, uh, so there you have it. Uh, lengthy rundown. Always go to sm-tnsports.com for the very latest on that. Coming up next, uh, we will talk with uh, the Williamson County Athletic Director, Darren Joints. A lot of basketball to talk about up in Williamson County. That's next. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joints. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. 
Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joints. Maurice Patton, I'm J.P. Plant. We welcome you back in on this Thursday, 25 after the hour. Coming up in uh, our next segment, uh, we'll talk with Al Clark, WZYX, our affiliate down in Franklin County. Look forward to uh, talking with our buddy Al here in just a moment. Uh, but first... Uh, Mo, we want to. Uh, we got a lot to talk about in uh, Williamson County because there's a lot going on, and uh, they were playing catch up uh, tournament basketball uh, just to get in uh, to where we are this week. And fortunately, the weather's worked out, and teams have been able to play. So uh, a little catch up, but they're getting it done. I tell you what, they play catch up, but they did it quickly. Yes, um, pretty impressive the way they kind of re reconfigured that District 11 AAA tournament. And on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, we have Williamson County Athletics Director Darren Joins, who kind of engineered that whole deal. Darren, good morning. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Appreciate you having me on and appreciate the kind words to uh, coaches and administrators at the school level. Uh, they were doing the heavy lift, and believe me, so uh, they were a big part of it and uh, certainly a big part of the implementation as well. So we're proud of what happened. Uh, there's a lot of – there were a lot of anxious moments, I know, going in, trying to play Sunday and Monday playing a, a boys' game before they played another boys' game and having to move to Independence to finish up a game. I mean, it was it was wild, but uh, it almost seems a little bit normal right now because we're going to get that region tournament started on time and hopefully we won't be looking back. You know, Darren, you kind of stole all my thunder right there because I wanted to ask you <laughs> about, you know, playing on Sunday in order to stay on schedule. I guess that was really about the only option you guys had. And then you had one team that was unable to play on thir- on Sunday, which resulted in that one-day, two-game scenario. And then you, you get the gas leak at Franklin High that prompts that move. I mean, um, it it had to feel, I, I guess, with everything else that's gone on this year, it felt perfectly normal. You know, what's so interesting about it is I was at Summit High School watching Ravenwood Summit, girls game, uh, enjoying the game, talking to Dr. Baden, you know, sitting back, looking at this great first-round game with some great energy. And then all of a sudden, I get a text that says, we've got an issue at Franklin, and uh, not only we need to get the game stopped, we need to turn off the cameras so the NFHS feed does not include the fire department in there. And <laughs> so, so the next thing you know, I'm up in the front office at, at Summit, uh, logging onto my computer, trying to get that figured out, talking to Coach Tigert on the phone, uh, uh, 
sending texts to uh, Dr. Weiss out there at uh, Independence and uh, Dr. Patton, but it just felt strangely normal uh, in this time of year. It's just, or this year, it's just been, you know, I, I think it's going to be one of those deals if, when and if we ever get back to whatever normal is, uh, it's almost going to seem easy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, having dealt with all of the challenges that everyone has dealt with, you know, over the 2020, 2021 school year, you know, it, it's one of those deals where if you can deal with this, you can deal with anything you feel like. And so um, you guys got the District 11 AAA tournament played. You've got champions. You've got fourth place. You you know who's going where. Do you know where they're going? Yes, yeah, sure do. Uh, uh, these will all be uh, host sites by the, the higher seed. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, on the girls' side, you've got uh, in the same bracket, side of the bracket, Hillwood and Page, uh, Summit at Hillsboro. Uh, then on the other side, you've got Spring Hill at King Ridge, Hunters Lane at Brentwood. And then from that point forward, uh, whoever is the better seed or the higher seed, they're going to host. If it ends up in the championship game, the same level of seed plays one another then it'll be played in our district because we were supposed to be the host this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's the girls bracket right. that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And then the bo- the boys bracket, um, uh, you've got, uh, Frank on one side of the bracket, you got Franklin hosting Antioch. You've got Hillsboro hosting Brentwood. Then on the other side, you've got, uh, Paige traveling to Cane Ridge, Hunter's Lane traveling to Ravenwood. It's going to be a great tournament. We're, in fact, we're, I know we talked about this. We've got our region meeting coming up here at 10 o'clock. We're going to just, uh, tighten some of the loose ends up when it comes to, uh, handling the tournament, but the bracket is ready to go. Okay. And on the boys side, same seeds would be hosted by the 12 AAA teams. Is that correct? Uh, so, uh, so it, it's higher seed. Okay. But higher, it, it, higher seed. Higher seed will host in, unless you've got one versus one. Then that would be at the twelve AAA team, uh, school. It'll be you no. Know, it'll be at, it'll be at eleven AAA. It'll be it'll be with us because we were supposed to host. Oh, so you were supposed to host the whole thing? Okay, my bad. Okay, great. That's right. That's right. So so Ravenwood. It's such a shame for them. They were so excited about hosting the district and the region, mm-hmm. uh, and it just didn't happen. I'm hoping that next year when that comes around, we can convince everybody to let. Ravenwood not only host the district but host the region because they were very well equipped to do it, and it just didn't happen. So uh, it's it's an interesting time for sure. Uh, working with uh, Roosevelt Sanders over there in uh, Nashville and Chip Sullivan, some great guys who uh, have a lot of common sense and they want to do what's right. So I think it's going to be pretty smooth. I really do. You know, um, Roosevelt Sanders is a great guy and has done a lot of great work for a long time. I can't ride with you on that Chip Sullivan deal though. <laughs> Seriously, little 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 known fact. Chip and I were roommates one year at MTSU. Are you kidding? No, I'm dead serious. I wouldn't lie wow. about something like that, trust me. Yeah, um no Chip uh Chip does a great job. Um long time assistant principal and athletics director out at Hunters Lane and 
think he retired and might be on a hundred day contract or something like that. I'm not sure exactly what he's going on, uh, what he's got going listen, on. But. Listen, this guy was a great official too. Uh, back in the old days where we would rank officials, you would rank your top two, you would rank your top two and three officials. They don't do that anymore, but used to do that at schools. You mm-hmm. would say, Hey, here's my group one, group two. Chip was always near the top for us out at beach along with Andy Griffin. Uh, you know, funny story. Andy was an assistant football coach at, at Hendersonville. And, uh, I had some beach parents ask me, said, why is Andy Griffin always refereeing our games? <laughs> and he's a Hendersonville coach. I said, well, it may be because coach Walker and I rank him in the top three every year. <laughs> there you go. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you want, official. you want the best officials you can get, uh, more now than ever. But, uh, we are talking on the parks motor sales hotline with Williamson County schools, athletics director, Darren joins and Darren, you've not just been busy on the basketball front. I saw some tweets from you yesterday. Apparently you, um, you, you did the turn and burn going down to Chattanooga for the state wrestling tournament. Sure did. You know, uh, I think a lot of people probably expected me to be at the district basketball championship, but uh, let's face it, you know, uh, state wrestling's a big deal, right? I mean, you got an opportunity to and, – and going in, I, I think we all felt that Fairview had a real chance to win that title. They ended up finishing fourth, had some schools that had great great days, but, uh, you know, wanted, wanted to make sure that I did right by those uh, those wrestlers and those schools to be there. Our basketball teams will keep playing. So I had to get down there and check that out. Pigeon Forge winning that team championship with 193 points, followed by Signal Mountain with 174.5, Greenville with 172, and Fairview with 169. So solid showing for the Yellow Jackets coming off that state duels championship from a couple of weeks ago. Has anybody done a better job with a program in terms of getting it going. I know they've had wrestling since, what, early 2000s? Mm-hmm. But he has really, its it, he's been there seven years. And to have the first team state title come from wrestling at a school that's been open since the 50s, and and basically he, he is kind of Fairview wrestling. He really is. He's, he, he started with the little kids programs, which is what you do, right? Uh, and now he's got this program that uh, this isn't it. They're going to have opportunities uh, going forward uh, to win some duels and some traditional, I think people mm-hmm. like to call that individual mm-hmm. in the traditional state title. Uh, but he's going to have some other opportunities. And obviously, it's some individuals win, win as well. You've know, you got Riley Bennett, uh, who obviously won the state championship yesterday. That was so great for Riley. I believe he's been runner-up three times, right? Yes. Yeah, um, and for Riley to win yesterday at one forty-five was pretty darn neat. Yeah, Bubba Derek, like you said, has done a great job in a short period of time. As you said, they've they've had wrestling at Fairview for a pretty good while, but he has really um, elevated it, solidified it, and just like you said, he's done it from the ground up, starting with the um, the little kids programs. And it's I don't want to say it's easy, but it's easier in a community like a Fairview, where for the most part. From kindergarten on, you know where you're going to school, and if you can get those kids involved and get them excited about it and get their parents involved and excited about it and you know you're going to get them in six, eight years, that's, um, 
that's how you build it up. And, and he's done a great job with that. Like you said, and congratulations to Riley Bennett, the, um, Yellow Jackets, 145 pound senior, um, winning that state championship yesterday. 15 medalists from Fairview and Nolansville in the AAA, uh, state tournament yesterday. Williamson County has four girls going today, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Nevaeh Brinson from from Summit and three Independence girls, and then got a boatload of wrestlers going tomorrow in the Class AAA state tournament. Are you heading back down tomorrow as well? Well, we'll see what it what that holds. Uh, I'd like to for sure. Uh, I've got a couple other things on the docket I've got to take care of, so I'd love to get down there again and be able to watch. I can promise you this: uh, if I can't, I'll be. Uh, on that NFHS network, which has been great to be able to watch uh, some different events. So I know Coach Miller and Summit, obviously they've had a great run so far, uh, uh, winning the duels, uh, uh, finishing third at the state duels, which I think a lot of people thought they would get dominated, and they don't. Was it 41-37 in the semifinals uh, was their loss, and then they come back and finish third. And now at at the region with only two guys per class, making it to the state to have nine make it that's a pretty big deal so i think it's going to be a challenge for them to maybe uh, try to win win the thing but you never know you never know so uh looking forward to that and you know speaking of fairview i know you know this during the year the only state duel or excuse me duels lost <laughs> for summit was the fairview yep yep and um just kind of speaks to how impressive Fairview has been all year. Darren, if I didn't know any better for a guy coming from a basketball background, I'm, I'm starting to think you're getting a little hooked on this wrestling stuff. Well, you know what's funny? When I watch these games, certainly if it's games within the county, then I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be neutral. Uh, I went to watch uh, the duels, Pigeon Forge, Fairview, and uh, Clevenger had a huge pen. Uh, it was, it really turned the match around and, uh, I don't know, I pumped my fist or did something and Mark Reed slid over to me and he said, and you thought basketball was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it's a whole different beast, man. I'll tell you. And, and what a story that Jacob Clevenger kid is. He wrestles at 285 and weighs in. I don't know if he's weighed in at more than 210 at any point this year. It's pretty incredible. In fact, when he had that big pen, and the young man from Pigeon Ford turns around and beats him yesterday five uh, four in the championship, it was just a, it was a great match. But yeah, what he's done, you know, you got those big guys who are fifty sixty pounds more than you leaning on you. I mean, the match can end pretty quick. But Jacob does a good job of getting those matches to late in the second mm-hmm. period or third period, and then his stamina sort of takes over. Uh, he's impressive. He's really impressive. Yeah, I've enjoyed wrestling. But, you know, one thing that is different about me compared to maybe some traditional kind of wrestling fans, I, I'm kind of a bigger fan of the duels because I get it. It's it, my team against your team. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of wrestling traditionalists really appreciate that individual tournament more. For me, I love that my school against your school, and we're going to have go through all the, all the weight classes uh, with our two schools lining up. I love the duels. And and I tell you the some of the strategy that goes along with the dual competition as well is um, 
it's it's kind of next level from a fan standpoint to watch and and to watch coaches try to get matchups and different things like that. It's um it's fun to watch. Bumping class, bumping classes, mm-hmm. doing those kind of things, right? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, um, Darren, know you got a Zoom meeting to get on here in a little bit, and don't want to hold you up from that, but we certainly appreciate you visiting with us here on um Southern Middle Tennessee Sports for today. Well, I appreciate you guys asking me. appreciate what you do for uh, athletics in Middle Tennessee and certainly in WCS. Uh, I'm glad to help you guys anytime. If you ever need me again, just let me know. And, again, appreciate the coverage. Thank you, sir. That was Darren Joins, Williamson County Schools Athletics Director on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. Um, they've got some Region 6 AAA basketball starting up tomorrow night with the girls play boys on Saturday, I do believe. Most, Neglected to ask him about that. Yeah, well, was, there was a lot to unpack there. Uh, it was it was kind of fun to watch you uh, light up when the conversation of wrestling uh, went into it. Uh, you you wrestling guys, and, and you're um, almost a rare breed just because there are so few of you, the rest, at least in this area. Yeah, the, the wrestling guys. Well, I don't. I don't know that there's a few of us. It's just that very passionate. You know, yeah. It's it's a small but loyal and vocal mm-hmm. group. Yeah. And so, um, it's it's fun. Um, I was fortunate enough. You know, I covered wrestling for a long time. Um, was fortunate enough to be a wrestling parent and have some success with that as well. And so, it's um, it's kind of cultish. <laughs> that's that's a good way to put it i think in a, um, in a good way yes yes in, in a, a very way. good way and you know the one thing i've said is what what's fun about wrestling in this area is that those kids may not really care for each other for that six minutes on the mat but other than that everybody's in everybody's corner and everybody wants to see everybody be successful and and i think that's part of what helps with a fair view you know with a Spring Hill who's got a kid going to the state tournament tomorrow, um, the way these coaches are willing to help each other and help each other's kids and that kind of thing is really unique to that sport, I think, and that's pretty cool. Um, before we leave this topic, um, Darren mentioned that he really liked the duels because it's team versus team. Mm-hmm. What What's your preference, duels or the or the individuals? What do you like? I, I – I like I like them both, you know, for different reasons. I as I observed my son wrestle over mm-hmm. over four years, I think he enjoyed the duels more than the individuals just because I I think he liked going out there and doing what he needed to do for his team and then being a cheerleader the rest of the yeah. time, which was really kind of cool. Having something to root for mm-hmm. other than just, I guess, yourself. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Always like it when you get a team. All right, uh, stay tuned. Uh, coming up, final segment of Hour One. We'll visit with our friend down in Franklin County, WZYX Radio's Al Clark. It's next So the Middle Tennessee Sports Today. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joints with the Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. I'm J.P. Plants. 13 minutes shy of the top of the hour. Thinking about our buddy Chris, who was uh, was watching in earlier. Um, I think we woke him up when uh, when I cranked the knob. It, uh, that, that was a real, Mo, crank that turned the knobs up. Turn them off. What is it? Rip them off. Yeah. Crank them up and turn, rip turn them it off. up and rip the knob. Yeah, off. Yeah, I, I yeah. did that as we as we mm-hmm. started. <laughs> well, but it, um, at least you had his attention. Yes, I, I, that's that's the key. Get everybody's attention right off the front, uh, right off the bat. Uh, plenty of high school sports to talk about as we do each and every day here in our first hour, our prep hour. And by the way, if you missed any part of this hour, be sure to check out the podcast. Uh, just search for. Um, SMT and Prep Sports Today, uh, anywhere you get your podcast. And uh, we continue that conversation, Mo, now with our buddy down in Franklin County, WZYX, Al Clark on the phone. Al, how are you, buddy? Uh, is it down or over? Uh, well, it's a good question. Hmm. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe down a little bit, da- down and over. I think it's down. It's definitely okay. down. It's down it's, a little and bit. And it's definitely over, so yeah. 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 Kind of that, okay. kind of that L shaped thing, yeah, or down. or over and down, depending on which direction you you choose to well, go. Well, you can go, you know, Fayetteville, or you can go up through Chapel Hill there, or you yeah. can even take the interstate. So anyway, yeah. Hey, you guys coming through loud and clear here, Jeff Pennington and I enjoying the broadcast as does the rest of the audience here in uh, Franklin County, and appreciate the call today to update everybody. This area, I got a couple of wrestling inputs here. I think Tullahoma sent about six wrestlers up there to the or, or down there or <laughs> over there to Chattanooga <laughs> for that uh, tournament, both uh, uh, duels and in and individuals. They are the uh, sort of the last couple of years uh, leading the way here in this area with uh, wrestling. Had a lady uh, champion last year. Uh, Mo, do you know the uh, Woody Page story out of Memphis about professional wrestling? I'm sorry, the what? <laughs> Woody Page is 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 a famous uh, sports writer now. Oh, a lot of work the, the yeah, wrestling I, story. I, I, I know who Woody is. I'm, I'm familiar yeah. with him. I'm not familiar. Yeah. Is he a wrestler? Uh, no, but he and I were on the staff at the Daily Beacon for a while up at Knoxville. Ah. And then when we left, he went to Memphis and resumed his, his uh, printer's ink career with the paper there. And One of his assignments as a sports writer was to cover the professional wrestling <laughs> tournament that was in town, but it was so late at night he was going to miss his deadline. So he called the organizers, <laughs> and he said, uh, can you all give me the winners of tonight's uh, matches? <laughs> That's <laughs> happened. Said, we used to have that on a regular basis at, at the – 
at the major metropolitan daily that I used to work at. And I think they had a, um, we got the results and then they had a snowstorm, I think was the, <laughs> oh, no. um, was the, the story. And, and so we ran results from a, a wrestling cart that didn't take place. Yeah. Well, his theory was they already knew who was going to win. So go ahead and give me the names of the winners. And uh, they didn't like that. Well, Hey, it is what it is. Hey, we are we are on. Is now is Al on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline? Sure. Okay. Sure. We'll put him on there. Okay. We are on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Al Clark from WZYX, the Eagle, and Al. Some pretty big doings down your way last night with the Lady Hornets. Lady Hornets defeated the Eagleville, one of the few teams that uh, won over the Lady Hornets during the regular season in the District 8 single-A championship, uh, and uh, we're the host. Huntland was the host, so they're the district champs as regular, well as the regular season ladies uh, champs. Uh, Moore County won the consolation game, as you guys have already reported. Um, everybody's excited. Huntland, as the district champs, going to host the region first round on Friday. They will be... Uh, matched up against uh, a place called the Valor Flagship School out of uh, Nashville in the Nolensville area. Uh, they also call them Valor Collegiate. Uh, that's a charter school up in Nashville. They will send their ladies down here 7 p.m. Friday night. So they're going from Nashville to Huntland. That's a fun Need drive. I say more. Yeah. yeah, that's a fun that's It's a- down, down in Huntland and... Uh, a gym that's probably a little smaller than they're used to. But you know what? Nolesville is going to have to get used to coming to Franklin County because now we're matched up with them in football as well in the new alignment. So we'll see a lot of Nolesville people over the uh, next few years. <clears throat> uh, also in basketball, uh, Lady Raiders out of Coffin County, you know, they've been drawing a lot of attention. Uh, I've got printer's ink in my blood like you, Mo. So I still do work for the Manchester Times and the Herald Chronicle here uh, in amongst everything else I do. And our publisher, Wes Grooms, picked up on a community thing going on in Manchester about the comparison of this year's Lady Raiders with the 1993 state champion. Uh, a lot of buzz about that. We have interviewed members of that 93 team. and They're all excited. The community is all excited and looking forward to uh, Coffee County going just as far as they can go, and I think it's fired up the boys a little bit, too. <laughs> They're performing at a pretty high level in the playoff. Now, here's a trivia question for you. Well, since this is a COVID year, and folks from Manchester may or may not get to attend the state championship if they make it that far, there's another eerie comparison to 1993. Not a whole lot of people from Manchester got to see the Lady Raiders win that championship. Do you remember why? Hey, yeah, there was an ice storm. I actually slipped on the ramp coming out of Mercury <laughs> oh, Center that was and, a year. and sprained my knee. Uh, yeah, I Blizzard was in, of 93. Yeah, I was in an immobilizer for two weeks because of that. So, yeah, but I was at the game. I don't know how many folks from Manchester were, but I was. Um, Allison Sane and Leslie Henley and that bunch, yeah. Um, oh, man, you got it. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, so we I was, have talked to, to those people just within the last couple of weeks. And they're all excited, got them back together. Uh, uh, some of them have uh, 
daughters on the team now. So, yeah, those names are famous over there, and they're all excited about the prospect. You know, what was really cool about that was um, Missy Donaldson was the coach that year. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Her and first head coaching th- job. And that's what I thought. And, and Missy – yeah, I, I I was always fascinated by eight AAA at that time, and Missy having played at Shelbyville Central, and then starting her coaching yep. career over at Coffee County, and and having yep. to go up against Rick and and everything that went with that. Um, have you all gotten a hold of her for this? Yes, we have. We've talked awesome. with her once, and uh, she's up in Nashville mm-hmm. area now. Yeah, she's I think she's retired. I'm not sure she's coaching anymore. Is she not? I, last I knew, she was I, coaching not, at East Nashville. I'm not sure if she yeah. still is or not. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was a fun team to watch. It was, and uh, interestingly enough, their main competitor that year was White County. Uh, White County beat them three times during the season. But did not make it through the um, uh, the playoffs. Uh, they didn't lose to Coffee County. They lost to someone else. And so once they got White County out of their way, the <laughs> the road was clear for the Lady Raiders to to go all the way. But they we asked every player from that year on that team who was your most difficult opponent. They all said White County, White County, White County. That was without a doubt. They're uh, toughest team to play yeah i think ginger jared was on that white county team went on and played at vanderbilt franklin was also in that tournament with Brittany ezel who went on and played softball, soft, softball and basketball at alabama Brittany did yeah was kelly on that team as well for, kelly for white was county? on the white Kent, the okay. white county team yeah okay. yeah she sure was Okay. And uh, uh, some bad news, or not so happy news, uh, you've already talked about it. Uh, my good friend and, and, and fellow radio broadcaster for several years, uh, Tracy Hayworth, uh, being let go up there at Grundy, uh, didn't have a whole lot of success over three years, but uh, I guarantee you he made an impact there, and um, not sure not sure anybody could have done too much better. Uh, in that situation, but he was a groundbreaker and, and a history maker up there. And of course, uh, he's a legend around here and, uh, hate it for him, but, um, they made the announcement yesterday and hope to talk to Tracy here sometimes pretty soon. Yeah. Like you said, Al, not, not an easy place to be successful. As we mentioned, he was their eighth different coach since 2000, um, when he came in there two years ago. So, so, um, Tough sled yeah, in there to be sure. And uh, listen to who has been coaching there. Uh, Scott Smith, uh, who won a state championship. Uh, uh, Ken, uh, what's his name? Ken Marquette, Colquitt. Uh, from, uh, from Marion, Marion County. Yep. Uh, you know, some folks that <laughs> that did well elsewhere. Uh, Tracy started out with a lot of enthusiasm. Actually went to the playoffs this year. Um, but uh, did not make it past the first round. But he's a quality guy. And Eric Taylor, of course, another legend here is the coach at the high school, or was. I'm not sure if he's going into a different profession now, but there was some talk of getting those two together again for Justin Cunningham's team at Frank County High School. We'll see how that plays out. But that's kind of that post-announcement rumor mill that goes around. <laughs> Al, as we uh, as we approach our a hard break, uh, give me about thirty seconds. Let folks know about um, your show that leads into us. Uh, people may find you to get uh, excited about sports down in Franklin County. 
Sports Mix Live is what it's called, and uh, we lead into your show, as you say. Uh, Jeff Pennington and I um, talk about news and, and interviews uh, of uh, people here in Franklin County associated with sports. We like to bring legends on board and, and have discussions with them over the uh, over the phone, of course. And uh, today we talked to Mike Crossman, who's the uh, baseball coach out at uh, Franklin County High School. And uh, had a good conversation with him. So, yeah, you can pick up on Sports Mix Live Thursday mornings. Leads right into this show. That's, that's some quality sports uh, talk there. We really appreciate your uh, uh, contributions here and hoping to expand that in the near future. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Al Clark, WZYX Radio. He and Jeff Pennington, all the great folks uh, down in Franklin County. We appreciate it, Al. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right, so there you go. Stay tuned. Hour two coming up. Welcome in Hour 2, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, J.P. Plants, filling in a little bit for our buddy Chris Yao, and of course, always the Hall of Famer, Maurice Hatton, with you. Uh, beautiful Thursday, sunshine, and um, Mo, I think we just had a teaser yesterday with uh, near 70 degrees, the spring just a teaser, because I think we're getting some more colder weather, aren't we? I think we're supposed to get some colder weather yeah. and some rain. Um, 90% chance of rain tomorrow drops back down to a high of 57. Um, I don't think we're going to get out of the 50s today, mm. doesn't look like. But it was fun while it lasted, yeah, it was. especially compared to last week. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was kind of odd. Um, I saw a Facebook post of a friend of mine said, awfully odd to see – 70 degrees and piles of snow in parking lots, right? Yeah. When that I, <laughs> you get the windows rolled down and you got snow piled up a foot high in some parking lots. In 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 our parking lot. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, it was unreal. Uh an odd uh, you know talking about uh, with Al in the previous hour that 93 um TWSAA state tournament with Coffee County looking back and of course you have your own personal story I, I do. with that. Uh, the big ice storm in the spring. You know, that's something about the South. Winter seems to come late when it comes sometimes, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. You know, um, I guess fall hangs on for a while. And, and so when it, when it comes, it, it really comes yep. big time. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, coming up uh, later in this hour, uh, we'll be joined by the Athletics' Joe Rexroad, uh, who, of course, uh, follows closely uh, some college uh hoops in particular this time of year uh vandy tennessee last night at memorial uh and i'm sure uh, plenty of other topics we can get into with him uh and then uh plenty of other topics to get to later in this hour uh but we still have plenty of high school stuff plenty of high school district tournaments uh, to go over as uh all these district tournaments uh it's been one this has been a sprint this was no marathon within the last week since we missed all of last week um, you know, each district and region kind of made up their own rules as to how they were going to get to the region tournament. Right, right. And, um, you know, as we talked to Darren Joins from Williamson County Schools in the last in the last hour, you know, they went Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 
and got it knocked out. Some of these others, some districts actually got a round in mm-hmm. on that Saturday before the before the weather got bad over Valentine's Day weekend, and and that put them in a better position. Eight AAA being one of those, they got their play-in game. They are a seven-team district. They got their um, six and seven games in that first week on that Saturday night, and so that made them have to not go as hard this week. And so they've gone Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, quarterfinals, semifinals, Friday, um, finals. And I think Coffee County's boys were the preseason pick to win District yep. 8 AAA, lost to Columbia Central twice during the regular season. I think they were looking for another shot at the Lions. <laughs> not going to get it. Yep. Not through any fault of their own because um, Central took a nine-game win streak into last night's matchup with Tullahoma, had not lost since losing at Tullahoma 59-57 back on January 12th. The Wildcats got them again 66-63 last night. Sometimes it's just matchups, right, Mo? Sometimes it Maybe. is matchups, and sometimes it's, um, you know, ball security. Yep. <laughs> That's true. (laughs) Um, You know, Tullahoma turned up the heat on them, went to a 1-2-2 trap um, down the stretch, and Central just did not handle the ball very well. And as as is mentioned in the article on the website at um, sm-tnsports.com, Nick Campbell had talked a lot this year about this team's ability to build big leads and then let teams come back at them. They were up 56-42 with six minutes left. And lost this game 66-63. Um, tough loss. Um, again, Central, the number one seed. They were looking for their 20th victory of the season in the middle of a pandemic, which would have been pretty phenomenal, I think. I think they'll get it tomorrow against Lincoln County. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's just tough to say. Um, because down the stretch – they have had their moments when they've not been as sharp as they've needed to be. And I think that's something that will be stressed in today's practice. We got to, we got to finish things off. And again, Nick's been saying that over the course of this streak, uh, you know, they've been up big and found themselves in games late and been able to, to gut it out some kind of way. And last night that just wasn't the case. Tullahoma, you know, did what they needed to do, including, going 15 of 15 from the free throw line over that last six minutes. Um, Chris Usselton with 29 points, and that kid, mm. he's <laughs> – yeah, Jason Welch, the Tullahoma uh, coach, said after the game, there are a lot of really good guards in this district, and and certainly that's, uh, that's accurate, and certainly his kid is one of them. He also spoke to um, the disappointment – that eight AAA will cease to exist after this year with the reclassification, with the addition of the fourth class. Columbia Central will be going north with a group of Williamson County schools, and um, Tullahoma, I think, will be in a district with Spring Hill and some other folks. But um, it's this district has been together in some form or another. You know, Lawrence County, Columbia Central, mm-hmm. Lincoln County, this bunch – for a pretty good while and it's it you know from a traditionalist standpoint 
it will be tough to see this broken up. Yeah, the, you're right. For for so many years, and you know, this district stayed together in the winter and the, and all the spring sports where football was continually changing. Mm-hmm. This one stayed together, and you know they. They went back to this in football for I think one cycle and then went away again. But uh, you're right. I, I don't know. I mean, since I was in school and long before, it's been these same teams that you talk about in in, in this AAA district and um, you know hovering that that southern line across southern Middle Tennessee. Um, you know the Alabama Georgia line and um, you know and then you had Columbia and Coffee and Tullahoma right there and Shelbyville and uh, it was. It was a nice, succinct district um, yeah. that uh, that made a lot of sense. And when you hear administrators talk about rivalries and that mm-hmm. kind of thing and being able to maintain rivalries, I think that's been the biggest thing with this is that you know from year to year who your big games are on the schedule. And and now that kind of changes. With with Columbia, the loss, obviously, they will be go uh, on the road. In, in region play. Right. Um, how do you think this affects their chances? I mean, um, you know, they've they've played well at home this year, uh, but um, they've got the talent, don't they, to go on the road and, and, and get something done? They, they have – they are talented enough to beat anybody, I think. Um, you know, they've got that junior nucleus of um, – Q Martin and and Bubba Perkins and Ronnie Bailey and and Omari Franklin they've got some playmakers you know Cam Johnson's as good a three point shooter as there is in in Middle Tennessee mm-hmm. um, Jordan Davis as a freshman if you've not seen him you've you've missed something he doesn't look like a freshman <laughs> he does not he does not he scored a team high sixteen points last night off the bench just because. Um, Nick Campbell, I think, has had a tough time starting a freshman, I believe. But um, I, I don't think that'll be the case next year. But it, I think going against that Murfreesboro bunch from Region 4 AAA, uh, from District 8 AAA, I think any advantage you can get, yeah. you'd like to get, and you feel like playing at home is an advantage. And so – I think Central would have liked to have had that. Obviously, they don't now. So now they've got to go on the road and 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 beat a really good team. And now suddenly tomorrow night's game against Lincoln County is huge because you don't want to lose that game and have to go to Siegel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be the four coming out of Atrium. No, no. You don't want to be the number four. Never. So, so um, that's that's kind of where they're at right now. Um, Tullahoma will go to Coffee County. Both of them will host to open the region, I think, on Tuesday. Girls will, will be played on Monday. Boys on Tuesday, I believe, is the case. I'm not entirely sure. Hang on a second. I think I got a text from Brian Barrett over at WGNS yesterday on that. So scroll down. Wow. Okay, boys yep. and girls quarterfinals will both be on Monday. Boys and girls semifinals will be on Tuesday. Girls championship on Thursday, March 4th. Boys championship on Friday. And then you'll go into your sectionals on that Saturday, Monday, as per usual. Okay. So. Um, looking at uh, the 7 AAA, their um, semifinals are tonight. Okay. They have um, 
two semifinals. Siegel, the one seed against the four seed Riverdale, and Blackman, the two seed against uh, Stewart's Creek. Okay. Stewart's Creek okay. Um, defeated Oakland in the quarter Ooh. 60 to 35. Oakland was a six seed going in. Um, so, uh, Siegel, Riverdale, Blackman, Stewart's Creek, your semifinals and seven AAA boys. Okay. Action. So, uh, so that's what, um, that's what, uh, the eight AAA guys have to look forward to. Okay. On the girls' side, as we mentioned earlier in the show, um, Columbia Central's girls fell 74-23 at top seed in third-ranked Coffee County last night. So they will play a consolation game tomorrow night against Hang on. Columbia Central will play Lawrence County, which lost to Tullahoma in the semifinals last night. Yeah, 48-35 was that final Tullahoma with the win. So, And that game will be at the Ralph Benson Gymnasium on the campus of Lawrence County High School. So At the Ralph. Um, and uh, conversely, the uh, the girls for seven AAA, their semifinals also tonight, Mo. Uh, Blackman, the one seed, they are taking on the fifth seed, Rockvale. Uh, the two seed, Riverdale, taking on Oakland, the three seed. Mm. So Blackman, Rockvale, Riverdale, and Oakland, your four semifinalists for seven AAA. Okay. Um, that will be in region play. Okay. All right. In in District Ten A last night, we we decided girls championships, or we decided the four seeds out of Ten A going into region play, as Richland defeated Hampshire fifty five thirty eight. Jesse Jennings with twenty six points for the Lady Raiders in that one. So Richland will go forward as the number one seed. Hampshire is the number two. Kalioka defeated Santa Fe 51-29, so Kalioka will be the three, and Santa Fe will be the four. Um, Tyler Reichman was 16 points for Kalioka in that win. Um, pretty balanced attack behind that. Alex Skinner with nine, Macy McKinnon with eight, and Brianna Dixon with seven, including a three. And she is pretty much a low post player exclusively and so it's a rare it's a rare thing her, isn't it? her stepping away and knocking down <laughs> a three like that that that's one of those things that college football teams do just to get something on film to give you something that's else right. to have to to worry about that's um, right so that's i think that's kind of the case there but um that's I think it's going to be interesting to watch with Kalioka and Santa Fe having to go on the road in Region 5A action next week or this weekend. Um, I think their seeding meeting is tomorrow. They match up with District 9, District nine mm-hmm. which, as we mentioned earlier, Houston County is the one. Joe Burns is the two, McEwen is the three, and East Robertson is the four in a four-team district, so everybody moves on. But um, So Santa Fe will go to Houston County. Cullioca will go to Joe Burns. Um, I got lost. Oh, East Robertson goes to Richland, and McEwen goes to Hampshire in the region quarterfinals there. 
So there you go. Okay. Uh, also, Summit, which had lost twice during the regular season to Spring Hill, avenges both those with a sixty to forty-five win over Spring Hill, and of note. Spring Hill got at least one technical in each of its district tournament games. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but it's 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 a thing, you know. Um, Cole Alderson got two in the quarterfinal game against Franklin, had to miss both the semifinals and the consolation game. She'll be back for their game tomorrow night at Cane Ridge, and – That'll be much needed as Spring Hill goes in as the number four seed taking on the District 12 AAA champion there. So you want as many of your weapons as you can have. Yeah, so. yeah absolutely. Okay. Um, I think we've probably touched on as much of last night as we need to. There, so. And there was a lot. Um, so much so, obviously, we uh, spewed over into hour two uh, for sure. Um, as district tournaments are um, finalizing – up tonight and tomorrow as region play starts Saturday, right? Is that right? Uh, some will start Some tomorrow. will start. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have some starting Friday, some Saturday, mm-hmm. and some on Monday. On Monday, yeah. Yep. Uh, all will conclude. Uh, sectionals will be next Saturday and Monday. Girls Back on regular on schedule. Sat- right. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. <laughs> weather permitting. Weather permitting. That's right. Always weather permitting for sure. Yeah.